Hello, I'm Ant. And he's got a mouthful of water. I'm running on water. Hello, I'm Ant. And I'm Ian. And this is Two Brick Gamers. Now, for the last couple of weeks, we've gone back in time through our own experiences in gaming, going back all the way to the days of the NES, the Commodore 64, the Amiga, which, to be fair, we didn't even talk about, and coming up all the way to the present day. So this week, we want to take a look into the future. Yes, the PlayStation 5. The Xbox Series X, Series S consoles. Indeed. So, to start off with, we're going to have a look at the other launch lineups of the two upcoming consoles, have a quick little overview of the games, and just talk about what we're going to be looking forward to. We've decided this week that we are going to start with the Xbox, seeing as one of our friends has pointed out that we didn't cover as much Xbox stuff as he would have liked in our previous podcast. So we do have a listener, at least one, that gave us some critical feedback. And indeed, we take that feedback on board and we will ruin this show by talking too much about the Xbox. Yes, far (laughs) too much about it. So Ian's going to lead you in with the Xbox launch games and we'll discuss those slightly. What was that last bit? (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to talk about the things and the things that we discuss. <laughs> and then once we finish discussing, I'll be told about the recording put out on the internet. And then everyone's going to hear us talk about it. And they can talk about it to us on Twitter at Tubrick Gamers. I'm going to leave you in talking like that. <laughs> I've got to edit this one to make sure you sound like that. So, yes, we're going to start with the Xbox. And Ian is going to start by letting us know what games are coming out at launch on the Xbox Series S and X. So yes, there's about 30 games available at launch for the uh, the Xbox Series X and Series S, um, so I'm going to have to go through them all. Uh, I know you're not used to listening to me go through long lists of video games, but uh, you're just going to have to put up with it for now. Thank God there won't be any longer mentions this week. <laughs> so, I've got them written down in alphabetical order, so I'm going to go through them in numerical order. Uh, with Assassin's Creed Valhalla first, so obviously the latest entry into the Assassin's Creed series, where you play as a Viking in Viking Time England. Uh, one thing I do know about this is that it uh, includes the town of Tamworth, which is probably the most fame and recognition that Tamworth will ever get in terms of video games. Cool. <laughs> We've also got Borderlands 3. Uh, which came out about a year ago. Fairly popular co-op shooter. Now, I've played the first two borderlines, not got around to number three yet, so might have a look into that one. Uh, there's Bright Memory 1.0, which is a first-person shooter with some kind of supernatural stuff thrown into it as well. Um, rather weirdly, this is actually out on mobile, so it's a launch game for the Xbox Series X that you can play right now on your phone. Is that really gaming, though? Well, that's for a future episode. It is. Uh, we've also got Cuisine Royale. Uh, when I heard the title, I thought it was going to be some kind of massively multiplayer battle cooking kind of game. Overcooked. Sadly, it just looks like it's going to be a fairly standard Fortnite-style third-person shooter battle royale game. So, Are you going to love cheeseburgers at each other? Yeah, well, you can certainly try. Well, okay. Many if you're in the same room, why not? It's always a good evening. Uh, so we also have Dead by Daylight, again, available on current systems. It's a 1v4 survival horror multiplayer game where one of you plays a killer and the four of you are trying to escape. Devil May Cry 5. Um, again, that came out, I believe, last year, the latest uh, game in the Devil May Cry series. This will be a special edition where they add in the character of Virgil, Dante's brother. Uh, we've got Dirt 5, which I think out of all of the release games is probably going to be, along with Assassin's Creed, the most new of all these games. So Dirt 5 being a rally driving game, I'm quite a big fan of the series myself. Uh, One day we may talk more about driving games and we may have to bring a guest on who actually knows what he's talking about in these things, who knows. There's a game called Enlisted, 
which again is an online shooter based in World War Two, where you play, I believe, in teams of maybe up to four, or it could be larger squads than that. Uh, again, available on current systems. Uh, there's Evergate, a platformer game with some kind of time control stuff thrown in there as well. Uh, the Falconer, which looks one of the more interesting games. At first I thought it was that game on the Switch where you basically raise your own birds, but it turns out it's a kind of dogfighting simulator where you're on the back of a giant bird. I mean, it sounds like a superhero film from the late 90s, <laughs> early 2000s with Brendan Fraser in it. <laughs> what a great film that would be. Oh no, he's not got a rocket, he's just got a bird strapped to his back. But no, it, it looks like quite an interesting concept where you use like the environment around you, you use actual physics to, to do things rather than just pressing a button to go faster. Could be one to have a look at. There's Fortnite. Then Forza Horizon 4. Uh, <laughs> the latest in the Forza Horizon series will be also made available on the Series X and Series S. Uh, Gears 5, so the fifth Gears of War game in the mainline series. Uh, Gears Tactics, which is, I believe, a, a prequel to the Gears of War games and is a turn-based strategy game. Bit of a change of audience for the Gears series. Uh, there's Grounded, which uh, we've actually played ourselves, haven't we? It's kind of like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids meets a survival game. Yeah, we played a beta on the Xbox, didn't we? Yeah, so there's up to four people can play at the same time and you just play all these kids who've been shrunk in their back garden and you have to deal with horrifying massive spiders and I felt like it was three hours of me trying to run around to get rainwater not to die <laughs> so very much like real life yes uh, there's King Oddball which is a 2D physics puzzler which is available now on mobile phones there's Maneater now Maneater does look quite interesting this is uh, I believe the world's first shark RPG where essentially you play as a shark building up levels getting new skills to just swim around rivers and oceans and eating people and other animals yeah, it looks like it might be an interesting bit of fun, that. Yeah. In the uh, Goat Simulator <laughs> yes. style of game. <laughs> um, there will also be Manifold Garden, which is another physics puzzler. It actually looks quite interesting. I might have to uh, give this one a look. It's got an interesting art style and atmosphere about it, so I'd be uh, willing to give that one a go. There's NBA 2K21 for those that like the, uh, the basketball. For those that want to see realistic sweat. Very realistic game. sweat. Whether it'll all take place in Disney World, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, then there's Observer, which is, uh, again, it's again it's been out for a couple of years of the current generation. Uh, it's by the same guys who made Soma, which was a kind of underwater horror game that initially made you think a little bit of Rapture, but then it went into some crazy existentialist storyline nonsense that, to be fair, it was quite good, but I, I don't know, left, 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 me, left me a little bit cold, that one. It would do if you were underwater. Oh, very true. And then we have... Ori and the Will of the Wisps being the sequel to Ori and the Blind Forest. Again, it's currently available on the Xbox One. Uh, I've played the first one, I haven't played the sequel. The first one was an excellent little platform game. Uh, I can see why it was so well received, and at some point I will get around to playing the sequel. Uh, we then have Planet Coaster. So for those of you who grew up with the likes of Roller Coaster Tycoon, you could build your own theme park. This is essentially probably the best type of this game you can get at the moment. It gives you like full control over designing all your rides, digging up the world, making mountains if you want to in the middle of your theme park. Not sure how well it would work on a controller as opposed to a mouse, but be worth a good look. Then we have Sea of Thieves, one of my favourite games of this generation. So essentially you can go with a crew of up to four of you, so all on a boat, being pirates, doing piratey things, whether that's digging up treasure, 
shooting other people, having a pet monkey for some reason. Or running off the boat when the Kraken comes and uh, losing the treasure that you've already collected. Indeed, or shooting uh, gunpowder barrels that are currently in the hands of your allies just to see what happens. (laughs) That was an amazing sniper shot. (laughs) (laughs) So next we have uh, Tetris Effect Connected, which is, uh, again, it's Tetris Effect as you already know it, but I believe it has now some co-op multiplayer thrown in there as well. Hence the connected. Hence the connected. Good use of words. Absolutely. Masterful English language use. Much like, you know, that sentence just there. Yes. Then we have the uh, the tourist, which is spelt with a Y, uh, in place of the I, just for those who are confused. So this is like a little action platform again with a kind of open world. It looks, you know, kind of cartoony, almost Minecrafty kind of graphics. It's currently out on the Switch. Um, I've, I've seen bits of it. It's not really grabbed my attention that much, but... Those who've played it seem to think it's quite good, so maybe one day I'll give it a go. Uh, then we have War Thunder, which is another uh, versus online shooter, but this one is based around vehicles. So you have tanks, planes, boats. So rather than just being running around on the field, everyone has their own vehicle to shoot each other with. Well, guns on the vehicle shoot, you don't shoot the vehicle itself. Then we have Warhammer Chaos Bane, which is a Diablo-style game set in the Warhammer universe. Uh, again, it's not been that well-received, but eh, it could be worth a look at the right price. Uh, then we have Watch Dogs, which I'll let Ant talk about later when he talks about the PS5, because I know he's a big Watch Dogs fan. Uh, WRC 9, so World Rally Championship 9. So we have two rally games on launch for the Xbox. So for those of you that do enjoy your rally games, that could uh, swing your choice in terms of which console to get. And there's Yakuza Like a Dragon, the Yakuza games being almost like a spiritual successor to the Shenmue games, or Shenmue games, or however that may be pronounced, where essentially it's a third-person game where you wander around a town where they've got almost like a living environment going on where you can just wander into like arcades and start playing old Sega games, that kind of stuff, and the storyline is just complete insane nonsense. And finally, there's a game called Yes, Your Grace, which appears to be essentially... You play a king, and you just have to keep making decisions. And those decisions then decide you know, who become your allies, what happens to your kingdom, that kind of stuff. So that's the launch titles. Um, there are some good games in there. My, my, my only complaint is that there's nothing genuinely new and unique for the Xbox there. And this is what we got when we watched the launch streams together. There was nothing that really grabbed us on the Xbox that was coming out as a launch game for us. One of the reasons we'd picked to go for the PlayStation consoles is because we were already PS4 gamers primarily rather than Xbox. But looking at the launch titles that were coming out, there was nothing that really grabbed us on an Xbox front that said, come and buy me, you need me straight away. And that was one of the reasons we didn't go for an Xbox. Yeah, the, the, there's, there's nothing there that you can't play elsewhere and for quite a lot of them elsewhere and right now before the xbox even comes out and that being said there are some interesting games coming up on the xbox which you know i am going to get an xbox series x eventually and the there are some games i'm looking forward to play such as uh one you're particularly interested is 12 minutes yeah little indie game uh it's being made by someone called Luis antonio who was the artist for the witness and I saw this is one I saw in the trailer, but it's not a launch game for the Xbox. And it's just it's basically set in one room in a house, 
and it's a 12 minute loop of a game where you you play as a husband there's a wife and a police officer and i think the general gist of the game is you're happy the wife is about to announce that she's pregnant and the police officer comes in and announces that your wife killed his son and he shoots your wife and then you play again the 12 minute loop to try and change the story and there's there's so many endings and whatever but the game to me looks really interesting and then since I saw the game, they've announced the voice cast for it, which includes James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and William Dafoe, which I think is a nice touch to the uh, the game. So it does seem interesting. And so there is an Xbox game that I do want to play, but it's not a launch game. And yeah, it's we both will get Xboxes down the line. Um, we said it'll probably be sometime early, mid-next year we end up getting an Xbox. Mm-hmm. But for us, the the PlayStation was the bigger draw. Yeah. Um, I know this. Uh, th- there are games that we do want to play on the console, but then there's nothing that was an Xbox exclusive that really wanted now that to be played straight away. Yeah, so initially there aren't going to be any real exclusive games that would draw us into it, but uh, upcoming, as well as that 12 minutes, there's a game called The Ascent, which is a kind of cyberpunk co-op RPG, which looks quite good. Uh, there's Avowed, which is the new game from Obsidian, a rarer making game called Everwild. They haven't released too many details about it, but the videos I've seen look absolutely beautiful. Yes. They're making a new Fable game, which I'm quite looking forward to. So, Fable being a series that was exclusive to the Xbox. I'm trying to think how many games there were exactly in the series. I think there were five altogether. You had Fable 1 and 2, which were fantastic games. Fable 3 it was good, but it was a bit of a glitchy mess. There was a game called Fable Heroes, which was like a side-scrolling beat-em-up type game. Yep. And Fable The Journey, I think it was, which where you were kind of part of a caravan, but it was all controlled with the Kinect, so nobody especially liked it that much. But um, these were games that were made by uh, Lion's Head Studios, so it was uh, Peter Molyneux's studio, quite famous back in the day, but they have since gone under. And the studio that's now taken over, I think they're called Playground Games, they're the ones who've made the Forza Horizon games. So, fingers crossed, they can do a good job with it, and hopefully it will retain that sense of humour that the old Fable games had. I do you like Forza Horizon, that's a good game, so yeah, made, yeah. made a look forward to playing that. And, uh, and other than that, there's uh, there's Hellblade 2, first game being very well received, and it now being an Xbox exclusive. And there's actually a couple of horror games coming out as well, which works for me. One's, one's called The Medium, where... You kind of live in two different realities at the same time to try and solve puzzles. And the other one's called Scorn, which is a first-person game set in a kind of crazy techno-organic kind of setting where, yeah, it's just... I imagine there'll be a fair amount of body horror in that game. But yeah, that, those those are the games I'm looking forward to on the on the Xbox coming up. And there's my game of 12 minutes that I'm looking forward to on the <laughs> Xbox, which I believe will actually be on the Xbox One as well, so I would probably just play it on that to begin with. But... um. See, we, we've discussed this as well, and we're looking, when we go to buy Xboxes, because you're a bigger Xbox fan than me, you're going to go for a Series X, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm probably just going to go for a Series S, because I find my Xbox One gets used far less, and I don't see the point in paying the extra money for the extra console. I'll be able to play the same games as you, they just won't play in 4K, they'll just be 1080p. But for the little I will play the Xbox, I don't see the point of playing the extra for the extra console. No, no, that's that's fair enough, and that's what all these choices are about. It's the fact that maybe you don't want the big expensive Xbox, so the Series S is there for you. I just wish they had a much better naming convention. For yeah, these, the, these names are not good. <laughs> it's so confusing. I mean, by the way, we saw that 
on launch day, the Xbox One X had gone up like 700% in sales on one day. I guess because, on the pre-order day. <laughs> on the pre-order day, because the people had got confused with the name. So when the Series X got sold out, they, they started buying the Xbox One X. It just confused <laughs> people. So, yeah, it's not... Xbox, please sort out your naming system. Other than that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, there is actually a neat little feature they're bringing into this new generation as well called Smart Delivery. So this is where there will be games available across multiple generations of Xbox. So it will be out on the Xbox One, the Series S, the Series X. And you'll buy one copy of it, and then you'll be able to play it on all the others should you own them. But each one will be optimised to that particular console. So it's not just going to be the same game, but on a more powerful console. It's going to take advantage of what that console can do. And I think that's actually a really good idea. Yeah, it does sound good. I mean, the, the PlayStation have something similar they're not i don't think they've got a fancy name for it but they do have a system where they're going to upgrade a lot of ps4 games to ps5 now obviously there's a big thing here where the xbox are going to have backwards compatibility for a lot more consoles than just the xbox one whereas the playstation is only going to go back to the playstation 4 and there's 10 games missing from the playstation 4 library that won't be covered on the playstation 5 but I do have a list here of... Uh, I've got So I split my list up slightly differently. I've got a list of the new games that are coming out for the PS5. Now, some of these will be PS4 games as well. Then I've got a list of the games that are going to be upgraded from PS4 to PS5. And then um, I've also got the collection, or the PS Plus collection. Yes. Uh, of games that are PS4 games that are going to be uh, redeveloped and optimised for the PS5 and given to uh, PS Plus subscribers on day one to be able to go and play. Cool. So let's go through those lists. So I'll start with the PS5 games. Some of these will have been listed on Ian's list, obviously, because there are games that are going on both consoles. And then these will include the PlayStation exclusives as well. So we'll start. I've, I've also got alphabetical order. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. To me, it looks like a good game. The, the idea of Vikings is uh, a nice idea. I don't know about yourself, but I've kind of skipped the last couple of generations of Assassin's Creed. As we've mentioned, Assassin's Creed 4 was one of my favourite games in that generation. Black Flag was brilliant. But after that, the games that came afterwards, the Unity Syndicate, weren't that great. So I skipped over Origins and Odyssey over the last couple of years because those two didn't really catch my eye as much. But Valhalla has done. The trailers look great for the game. It's a slightly different story. I know Origins and Odyssey both had different stories going through different eras, but... Yeah, the the Vikings one does catch my eye. It does interest me. Yeah, I mean, I I did play Origins. Um, I didn't get too far into it because, as an open worlds go, it was one of those ones that basically goes. There's a ton of stuff for you to get on with, and I already had plenty of games that had tons of stuff for me to get on with. But so that that's kind of gone by the wayside a little bit for me. But I do get a a notification on my phone every week telling me about community goals, which have apparently been achieved in my absence. Yes, you do. It comes up daily or weekly <laughs> to say that you've achieved these goals even though you're not playing the game. Indeed, and I feel like a little bit of pride in my heart every time I see it. Yes. Then we've got Astro's Playroom, which is a follow-on from the Astro game that was on the PlayStation 4 for the VR. Yep, Astrobot. Yes. So that would be fun to play. I believe that's actually coming free with all the PlayStations, isn't it? I do believe. Is it? I hadn't actually heard this. Yeah, I, I, this may just be a rumour and I may have misheard this, but I was pretty sure this was coming as a a title that comes with the PlayStation 5. Ian is looking this up now. I'm, so I'm going to fact-check this for us right now, folks, live and on air. Yeah, um, he'll come back to us. Uh, Borderlands 3, 
the one I know you're looking forward to heavily is Bug Snacks. I can't wait for Bug Snacks. Ian will not shut up about Bug Snacks. <laughs> he drops into every other conversation we have about the PlayStation 5, pretty much. <laughs> um, interesting looking game where, well, I'll tell you what, you describe this. <laughs> so it essentially seems to be a case where you're on an island where all of the natural inhabitants of the island are these weird bugs which look like different foods. So, for example, it could look like a strawberry or a cooked chicken or something on those lines. And whenever you eat them, they appear to get added to your body. They replace your own body parts. So you could end up essentially having one of your arms replaced by a hot dog or something. And it's made by the guys who made Octodad, which was one of my favourite games of the PS4 generation. I loved that game. We we had a great night playing Octodad, four of us, one lineage. <laughs> oh my god, it was... Hell on Gareth playing that game. But it was so funny. So I, I have a lot of faith in these developers, and plus I want to get that song as my uh, my my ringtone for my phone. He does. He does. <laughs> then we're going uh, Call of Duty, Black Ops Cold War. I've got that down on my list. It's a Call of Duty game. You don't really need me to say anything about it. Demon Souls, I know, is another one that you were really looking forward to. Yep, big fan of the Souls games. Good, I thought you were going to say more than oh, okay. that. Oh, I can do. <laughs> so, yeah, big fan of games that will kind of push me to challenge myself, have a nice kind of horror-like atmosphere to them. Really enjoy playing through Lights of Dark Souls and uh, Bloodborne, so yeah, bring me more of that. Destruction All-Stars? Yeah, that's an interesting looking one. It, it looks yeah. like some kind of battle royale thing where you're in cars in an arena, but you can also get out of the cars and shoot each other. It, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll wait and see on that one. Uh, Devil May Cry 5, I believe that was on your list. Yeah, it was indeed, yeah. Yeah, so Fortnite, we'll gloss over that. Godfall, another one you are interested in. I am. I'm trying I, to sell the rest of us on. I, I, I want to wait and see again how the reviews come out for it, but I do like the idea of a looter slasher. Yeah. Then we've got uh, the game I think we're most looking forward to of this generation, Just Dance 2021. Mate, I can't wait to bust my moves on that one. Yep. Uh, we've got Maneater, uh, Spider-Man, the Miles Morales update. Yeah, I think we're both looking forward to that. Yeah, I, I think that is number one on both of our lists. <laughs> Uh, in a serious sense, with the ultimate upgrade edition of the original Spider-Man PS4 game as well. Remastered. Yeah, which also looks amazing. And I, unlike most people I seem to see on social media, quite like the update to Peter Parker in that. I like the fact that he now looks vaguely like Tom Holland. Honestly, it doesn't really bother me either way. He's going to be wearing a mask for most of the game. Well, yeah, it doesn't bother me, and I I can't believe there's been that much of an uproar. Um, So after that, we've got Mortal Kombat 11, NBA 2K21, uh, Observer System Redux, Planet Coaster, uh, the new Sackboy game, yep. The Pathless, and Watch Dogs Legion, which I'm going to gloss over because I hate the Watch Dogs games. <laughs> no, I like Watch Dogs. My problem with Watch Dogs, and we've both discussed this before, is I like the game. It's a great idea. It gets very repetitive towards the end, and I can't stand the main character you play as. In the first Watch Dogs, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Aidan Pierce was just a pain in the bum. It's like, oh, woe is me, my, my niece has been killed, or nephew has been killed, whichever one it was. I mean, admittedly, a sad thing. But I don't think it would cause most people to go on a mindless rampage. No, and it's kind of like, it is upsetting, but it actually happened because you went and hacked like the biggest criminal Wonderworld boss in the game. So... Is it Chicago kind, it was based in? I think it was, yeah. yeah. And it kind of, it's your own fault, mate. Just feel sorry for you a little bit, but yeah, I just couldn't get behind the character. I, I like the game, and obviously there was a lot of um, 
criticism towards the game, especially from the original launch trailer at E3 to the game that we got. As, oh yeah, it looked a lot different. Yeah, it was a lot of a downgrade, which wasn't great. And Watch Dogs 2, I started light, got into playing something else, I can't remember what it was, and I'm literally about to go back to it. And I know we're about two or three weeks away from the launch of the new uh, Legion, but I, I'm hoping to get some time in on Watch Dogs 2 before Legion comes out. I'm looking forward to playing that. But Legion, um, I think it looks great. Uh, the trailers are selling the game to me really well. I like the fact it's set in London. That's just me. I, we're British. I want English. I, I like the fact it's set in England. Any game that does that is good for me. You know, The Getaway or Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, well, this is a GTA kind of London. post-Brexit dystopia, which yeah. we'll soon get to live, and we can't wait. I mean, I mean, we pretty much are now. We're well, not yeah. far away from this. <laughs> you know, just replace the new boss with um, Boris Johnson, and we'll probably be there. <laughs> But yeah, so that's the list of PS5 games I've got coming out at launch. I've then got the, the upgrades. So we'll, we'll go over this very quickly. PS4 to PS5 upgrades. Games that are going to be upgraded for free. So you've got Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Borderlands 3, Control. But oh, I only, love Control. I know you love Control, but it's only the Ultimate Edition. Yeah, so it's the edition that comes with all the DLC. Yeah, so you've got to have the Ultimate Edition to get the upgrade free to the PS5. Cyberpunk 2077 will have a free upgrade. Dead by Daylight, Destiny 2, Dirt 5, Doom Eternal, Far Cry 6, FIFA 21, For Honor, Hitman 3, Horizon Forbidden West, Immortals Phoenix Rising, uh, Kena Bridge of Spirits, Madden 21, Maneater, Marvel's Avengers, Spider-Man the Miles Morales will have a free upgrade if you go for that. But the Ultimate Edition won't with the remastered normal Spider-Man. Indeed, one thing I would say about uh, Avengers is it was recently announced that the upgrade has now been pushed back to next year sometime. Yes, I think there are other issues with Avengers, though, that we mm. might talk about at some stage. Monster Boy, Mortal Kombat 11, NBA 2K21, Outriders, uh, Planet Coaster, Sackboy... Ray, uh, Rainbox. Rainbox. <laughs> it's meant to be six. Rainbow. Rainbow Six Siege. Oh my days. My word. <laughs> There's an edit point. <laughs> right. Elder Scrolls Online, The Witcher 3, What Dogs Legion, World Rally Championship 9, and Yakuza Like a Dragon. They're all the games that you get in the upgrade free to the PlayStation 5. And then we've got the PS Plus collection. So these are all some of what PlayStation are selling or some of the best-selling favourite games of the PS4 era, and that includes Batman Arkham Knight, Battlefield 1, Bloodborne, Days Gone, Detroit Become Human, Fallout 4, Final Fantasy 15, God of War, Infamous Second Son, The Last Guardian, Last of Us Remastered, Monster Hunter World, Mortal Kombat 10, or Mortal Kombat X, if you like it that way. Indeed. Persona 5, Ratchet & Clank, Resident Evil 7, Uncharted 4, and Until Dawn. Yeah. So there's a lot to take in on what's coming out on the console when it launches. Obviously, there's two ways of looking at this list, really. For me, the launch games on the PS5, the exclusive games seem better. Ratchet & Clank looks amazing. Well, you by the fact there are actually some exclusive games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ratchet & Clank, what we've seen of it looks amazing. The speed that the hard drive works at mm -hmm. to do the changes in the areas just looks utterly brilliant. Yes. And Spider-Man. As you know from our last podcast, it was at the top of one of my lists. It is one of my favourite games. And... Bugsnax. 
Book snacks. Yeah, he wants his book snack. Yeah, so that's good. I, I like the fact that the PlayStation are doing the PS Plus collection. Although we, we know that the Xbox is going to have better compatibility with older games. And that you will have the Game Pass as well. Hmm. Where you'll be able to play a larger collection of games that are older games for the Xbox on the, the Series X and S. So... I don't know. It, I mean, I'd like to say it was a hard decision. I mean, the second I saw Spider-Man, which was the first game <laughs> on the PlayStation reveal, I knew I was getting a PlayStation. In in terms of buying at launch, I think PlayStation has made a better argument. In terms of the variety of games you'll eventually be able to play, that would probably then go to the Xbox Series X and Series S. Yeah, I think we, we both agree the PlayStation is primarily our, our main console at the moment. Has been, probably will be for the next generation as well. And for me, PlayStation exclusives at the moment are miles above where Xbox exclusives are. I look at the only Xbox exclusive that I really enjoy playing are the Forza games. I just think Forza is better than Gran Turismo for the racing games on the consoles. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Gran Turismo has gone a bit too po-faced recently, but I'll be interested to see what the new one does. Yeah, I mean, racing games-wise, there's not a lot between them. They they look very similar. They they play very similar. But for me, I, I just feel Forza is a better game. And then you've got things like the Gears games I'm not really interested in. Halo. Halo, I as I mentioned in the last podcast... I'm not a massive Halo fan. I, I've played Halo 1 and 3 and 5 and didn't really enjoy any of them. As I said, I, I enjoyed 1 through 3. 4 and 5, not such a big fan of. Because uh, I actually enjoyed the story of 1 to 3. And I remember before 3 coming out when they had that uh, that advert for it with that diorama they made. And people were properly hyped up for it. People were excited for 4 as well, but... Story-wise, at least, it just wasn't that interesting. Number 5 brought in a second character to play that I don't think many people really liked. But we'll see what Halo Infinite does. I'm willing to give it a chance. Well, I'll let you do the Halo and you can do the review of that when we get to that. But um, I just feel like the PlayStation exclusives have been better, much better, since the launch of the PS4. When you look at games like Spider-Man, God of War, The Last of Us, Uncharted games, I think were very good. Horizon. The Horizon... Again, as we've mentioned with Horizon, absolutely fantastic game until you played The Legend of Zelda. It was just released at the wrong time. It was. I I think if it had been released two, three months earlier and all I'd had was Horizon, then I'd have probably completed the game and it would have been great. But you just look at the PlayStation exclusives and they are just significantly a better selection of games than what Xbox provide exclusively. So so looking forward then. So looking at the launch of the PS5 then, both myself and Ant have managed to pre-order a PS5. Uh, we've had our confirmation emails through to say that we are going to get them. We have. It was a bum-clenching moment when that email it, came that, through. That important update on your pre-order had us both mildly worried we weren't going to get one until 2023. Yes. I'm also going to be sat here with a uh, charging dock and a headset and a camera a week before I actually get my PlayStation. Absolutely. I'm going to put mine on a plinth and just look at them for a week. Very expensive accessories when you don't have a console. (laughs) (laughs) So come the 19th of November then, uh, which games do you think you'll start downloading to play on the 20th of November? So number one on my list is Spider-Man, and it will be the Ultimate Edition. I do want the full version with the remastered Spider-Man from the PS4 and the Marvel Morales game. Just to me, one of the best games I've played on the PS4, and I'm looking forward to that. I have been since we found out about it. That was the game that, First on the trailer, and one I went, well, that's that's me sold. I'm definitely having this. 
uh, launch if I can. And then I'm kind of looking at games where well, these aren't exclusives, but they, they are the games I'm probably looking forward to the most. So Assassin's Creed Valhalla is one I'm looking forward to. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion will probably be one I, I'm looking at getting. And Hitman Free, I'm interested Ooh. in. And that's probably it at launch. Going later, yeah, there will be other games I do get, but they, those are the ones that I want from launch that I will buy. Obviously, I think we've also got the thing where we both brought Avengers knowing we were getting an upgrade to that to the PS5, yep. and then we've both got Destiny 2 that is being upgraded to the PS5. Uh, the Avengers update, as you say, comes out early next year. Destiny's update comes in in December. December, yeah. So th- they'll be the first games I know I put on the system. Then possibly some of the PS Plus collection as well to, to play games that I either didn't complete or I've never got around to playing. So, I mean, Detroit Become Human, I didn't finish. It's a great game, so I'll probably put that on. And uh, Last of Us Remastered, I never finished. So I'll probably put that on to refinish that. No, I've got past the dreaded fridge. <laughs> we'll tell you about the fridge in another podcast, but I hate the fridge. <laughs> what about yourself? What are you going for on launch day? I know your list is going to differ probably greatly from mine. I mean, we've both got Spider-Man on there, to be fair, because I did love the PS4 Spider-Man game. Uh, having more of it to play, this time as Miles Morales with some slightly different mechanics, as well as having the entire original game thrown in there as well is a no-brainer for me. Obviously, bug snacks, because, you know, why wouldn't you want bug snacks unless you're just dead inside? Uh, (laughs) Demon's Souls? Uh, It's been long enough now that since I actually played the original Demon's Souls that I'll be able to go back into it again and still be surprised by it, because I'll have forgotten everything I've done. And plus, compared to the original, it looks absolutely gorgeous now. So yeah, I'm thoroughly looking forward to Demon's Souls. And, yeah, I may dip a toe into Godfall and see what that's like. But uh, I think with Godfall, I'm waiting to see what it plays like. I want to yeah. see some some footage trailers yes. on, on certain video-sharing websites before we decide that I want to get that one. I've been burnt far too many times in recent years with games that look amazing on trailers before launch, and then when you get the game... It's pants. <laughs> and I, I'm reluctant to buy games now, pre-order if it's not something I know in the series. Mm-hmm. Like Destiny, I know are a pre-order, and Division, I know are a pre-order, those kind of games. But Godfall is... It looks good. It looks interesting. It's the kind of game I think I could get into, but I made that mistake with Anthem, and it's just not happening again. <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, I can also confirm that both of us will be getting uh, Astro's Playroom on launch day, as it is going to be bundled with the PS5. It's a four or five hour game, and they're essentially using it to demonstrate the capabilities of the DualSense controller. I told you, I, I, I did my research before I came on there. Sometimes you know what you're talking about. I, I occasionally do know <laughs> what I'm talking about. So we'll both be getting Astro's Playroom. So with that in mind, what games are you looking forward to post-launch? Oh man, the so, PlayStation and Xbox. <laughs> so I, I did see some games that really interested me on that uh, state of play earlier in the year. Obviously, the big one for me, being an RPG nerd, is Final Fantasy 16. Cannot wait to get my hands on that game. It's made by the same guys who are currently dealing with Final Fantasy 14. So yeah, I'm fully sold on that game. That trailer looked awesome. Resident Evil 8 Village. 
can't beat a good horror game. Hopefully, this will be VR as well. I cannot wait to get stuck That's into that. That's the one, one I'm looking forward to watching behind the sofa. <laughs> and uh, there's an interesting looking one called Returnal, which it's a third person game set in on some form of alien planet, but it's a, a roguelike type of game where you go in, you go as far as you can, you die, you start again, but with greater knowledge and some new equipment to go back in again and again and again. It, look, it looks like they, they've tried to almost elevate the concept a little bit, and I'd be interested to see just how good it is. There was another game there as well, and I, I think it may have just been called Jet, and it looked like some kind of thing where you just travel from planet to planet, surfing over like deserts and oceans. It looked absolutely beautiful, but I have no idea what it is. It intrigues me. Yeah, it'll be good to see more about that in the future. Mm. I think, for me... I, I've got 12 minutes because I don't believe that's a launch game, so I know that's going to be something I want to play when it comes out. It is slated to come out this year. It's an Xbox game. I know. Talk about the PlayStation. I know we are. Okay, then. Am I not allowed to talk about other games? I thought we were just talking in general. No, I've banned it. you banned it? Okay. <laughs> no, no, go, go, go on. So for me, I think my games are... I'm intrigued to see what they do with Grand Theft Auto V. <laughs> when that comes out and I've had it on every console that it's been out well the PS3 and PS4 I'm, I'm going to hold out until it comes out for the PlayStation 6 personally well yeah it might uh, might be worth it um, Stray the cat one ah yes we got to play as a cat one yeah. around a robot world and that that to me looks great on the trailer yeah I, I'm intrigued to play that it looks beautiful so yeah that, that's possibly going to be one that's on my list and uh, yeah Okay, the, the sad little child part of me. Hogwarts Legacy. Um, it looks good, and J.K. Rowling's got nothing to do with it. So, <laughs> You know what? If it's done right, that kind of game where it's like big open world and you can use magic and stuff, that could actually be really good. Yeah. The issue with Hogwarts Legacy is, will it go the same way as something like Marvel's Avengers has gone? Which, there's been a big uproar in... A lot of people have liked Avengers... But there is absolutely no replay value after getting to the end game content in it. Yeah, nobody's playing it. Yeah, I mean, to the point of we've seen stats this week where there's less than a thousand people playing it on PC, so matchmaking is incredibly impossible to do. There's a few more on console, but so yeah, I, I, I'm hoping something like Hogwarts Legacy doesn't go the same way that Avengers is going. So that's games that we've covered. Yeah. Um, I thought I'd mention prices. Now, I've, I've jotted down a couple of prices of games here. So these are the PS5 versions of prices of games. So Spider-Man, the standard edition of Miles Morales on its own is forty nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Obviously, prices will vary in different countries, but we're doing this in the UK, so we've gone for the English prices. So forty nine ninety nine for the standard edition, or sixty nine ninety nine for the Ultimate Edition, with the remaster of the original Spider-Man. So $49.99 either on the PS4 or the PS5 gives you the upgrade version of the Mario Morales game. Or $69.99 on the PS5 gives you the Ultimate Edition. I'm not yep. quite sure how I feel about the price. Because we know Mario Morales isn't inferior full game. It's kind of a mini game. Yeah, it's kind of odd that the full game can be added on for... Like 20 quid. So yeah. it's, it's almost like they've done it backwards. I'd have expected the Miles Morales side of the game to be maybe like 35, 40 pound. It's one of those things that gets me with remastered games. And there's there's two ways of looking at remastered games. If you look at like The Last of Us to The Last of Us Remastered, 
there wasn't a great deal of time. There's not that much of a change between the games to slight graphical adjustments for the upgraded game. But then you look at something like Final Fantasy VII, and the complete difference in the two games there, the original Final Fantasy VII, and the complete remaster. Yeah, it, it, it was more had. a remake than a remaster. Yeah, yeah, I can see why Final Fantasy gets a full price tag. I don't really see why there's something like The Last of Us has a full price tag when it's not really a proper remaster as such. Yeah. Um, and it's like Grand Theft Auto is going to be charged at the same price. For a 10-year-old game. Yeah, for a game that is the best part of 10 years old. I mean, it is going to be upgraded, but it's not on my free list of upgrade games. So I own a disc copy of Grand Theft Auto V on the PlayStation, so I'm not going to be able to play that on my PS5 if they do do a free upgrade of it. I'd have to buy it again. So not saying I will buy it, not saying I won't buy it at this moment in time because I like the game. But yeah, so yeah, that's Spider-Man. And then I've done uh, Watch Dogs and uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla at the same prices. So it's fifty nine ninety nine for the base game, for the, the, the current console and the new console eighty four ninety nine for the version with the season pass or ninety one ninety nine for the <laughs> ultimate edition that comes with the season pass and some extra DLC. Yeah, because the, the, the recommended retail price for all the games is about seventy pound, isn't it, for the PS5? Well, yeah, I think so. I've read that sixty nine ninety nine is the PS five and Xbox's RRP mm. for games. But but we can already see their companies going below that with Assassin's Creed being their sixty quid rather than seventy. See th- this is one of the things we've done with the new console. Myself and Ian have both gone for the digital version of the PlayStation. Which we do buy most of our games digitally now, but we are finding if you shop around at the moment, you can get some of the new games that are coming out cheaper than what you can for the digital versions. And this is the problem. So people are going to be able to pick up cheaper versions of games because they spent the extra money on the console. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they deal with that because a lot of people, especially late on in the console's life, will be buying one and then will be wanting cheaper games. And it's how they go about handling that price point. Will they do something similar to Nintendo where certain games will never come down in price, such as your Zeldas and your Marios? Or will we actually see some decent online discounts? Because, I mean, um, what was it? Call of Duty Modern Warfare last year. There was a sale over the summer, which that game was involved in. Sale price? £40. For a nearly year-old game. Yeah. It's, yeah. We both said it's at the same time. <laughs> Do you want to say it or shall I say it? I'll let you say it. You say it. You I, I, I have nothing after it. Okay. It's just crazy some of the prices that you see. I mean, we've also got the fact that... So the PlayStation Store online will have all the games on from launch. But how long is it before we're going to see a PlayStation 5 online store sale? How long is it before something like Spider-Man or Watch Dogs or Assassin's Creed comes down in price is it worth saying well the, the console is going to be on sale mid-november but will there be a christmas sale that reduces some of the prices of games that makes it more affordable for people the problem with having launch consoles that are 450 500 pounds to begin with is once you then add in the cost of the games are now 60 70 80 pounds a go it's a lot of money for people to be spending on video games yeah but plus you've got the uh the old issue you have with digital games where if it does get removed from the PlayStation Store and you accidentally or purposefully maybe delete the game, you won't be able to get it back again, such as quite famously with PT, which was you know, massively popular at the time, but you can no longer get it unless you already have it on your PlayStation. Yeah, there are issues like that. I mean, 
PT was technically a demo, so they mm. have every right to remove it. But it's one of the, oh, it is probably the most successful demo ever released for yeah. a game <laughs> because it never actually eventually became the game that it was meant to be. But yeah, I mean, we we kind of we both have taken a risk going for the digital version, knowing that we'll only be able to get the digital games, but. We'll see how it goes with sales and whatever. The PlayStation Store, as it does on the PS4, has some very good sales. I mean, one game that I've picked up that I haven't played much, but was Ian's, Ian's list of great games was um, Persona. No. Final Fantasy. No. Control. No. Was The Witcher. Uh, the Witcher 3, which Ian loves. I've brought the Ultimate Edition of The Witcher 3, or the Game of the Year Edition, of the Witcher 3 on the PS4. Now, I brought it before we knew it was having the free upgrade to the PS5, but it's one game I'm certainly looking forward to the upgraded version on the PS5 of, because I'll get to spend more time on it and play the upgraded version. Yep, and to be fair, what we'll probably see in a few years' time is a PS5 Pro come out, so if we find that uh, having a disc drive would be advantageous, then we can get a PS5 Pro with a disc drive. Yes. And knowing both me and you, we will have a Pro version We will absolutely console. have that. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of our look at games coming in the future. Let us know what you think. You can tweet us uh, at Two Brick Gamers. That's the number, number two. two. God, we're getting in unison now. <laughs> you can Instagram us, which we're we're also at Two Brick Gamers. Although I believe people are having trouble finding our Instagram. <laughs> We've hidden it well. Yes, we see, have. It's part of the challenge. If if you want to see our Instagram, you have to work for it. Yes. So send us a friend request and we'll we'll, we'll add you. We, we'll have a website coming soon. Indeed. We're on we're Facebook. Wait, that we're working on. We're on Facebook. We are Two Brick Gamers as well. So, yes, um, please feel free to contact us and talk to us. That's telling you he's wrong with his selection of games because I know he'll enjoy the discussion. Indeed, and I will inevitably prove you wrong. And uh, episode four, which will be coming shortly after this, we'll be looking at gaming while we're in lockdown, which is always fun. Yeah, obviously this is something we've all had to live with for the past six months, so what has it done to our gaming habits and what recommendations can we make for you all out there? So if you find this podcast in about three or four years' time and you have no idea what lockdown is, listen back to this and we'll tell you. (laughs) So thank you all very much for listening today. And I've been Ian. I've been Ant. And we shall see you next time on Two Brick Gamers. We will. Bye-bye.